0: Welcome to the Umia yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the March 24th episode of the Umia yeah Sports Podcast. It is your Friday edition of the show. I'm Chris and with me as always is John. How are you, man? Doing well. How are you? I am doing awesome. Listeners, thanks for listening. If you haven't done so, please subscribe. It helps us both out. You should do it. It's pretty easy. Find the little subscribe button in the podcasting app and tap it with your thumb and away you go. All right, man. So we are, as we talked last time, in the NFL free agency period, and we are steaming toward the NBA playoffs. Yep. So mm-hmm. NBA playoffs, that's fun. That's cool. The free agency period, the draft period, not as much fun as the regular season for the NFL, but something to keep us distracted and listening to the NFL. <laughs> yes. Is are these things. Indeed. Is these things. All right. Indeed. Okay. So let where do you want to go? Do you want to start in the NFL first or should we start in the NBA? Uh
1: let's start with the NFL.
0: NFL it is. So the Broncos, they've got a quarterback, Russell Wilson. Might have heard of him. Russell. Mm, Russell Mm -hmm. had kind of a rough year last year I know you're a you are a Russell defender to the end Um, do you think the Broncos should go out and uh, try to get him an extra weapon give a phone call down there to Arizona say hey you guys are rebuilding probably right you get a new coach down there right Yep. Mm -hmm. why don't you send uh, DeAndre Hopkins up our way what do you think
1: well, a lot of teams are kind of dropping out on the Hopkins sweet stakes right now because, I mean, the the Patriots, I think, were the, the newest team to kind of hop off that train. But the if, the if the Broncos are interested in removing Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy from their offense, I would say send Cortland Sutton to the Arizona Cardinals and then maybe a late-round pick with him to the Arizona Cardinals and then just call it even there. Because... They want to get a. I think what they've been asking for, what's become unrealistic within the NFL, is a second-round pick and a, a difference maker, right? But if you give them a late-round pick, which is better, a late-round pick plus a player, which is better, what than the Cowboys sent the Texans to get Brandon Cook, which is the asking price that people think is fair, and they think they're just trying to get Hopkins off the payroll to save money for what is, you know. Uh, by all purposes, a rebuild. So they're kind of just trying to figure out how to get rid of him. The, the Broncos could use Hopkins and his skill and his yep. ability because that gives Russell Wilson an all-star wide receiver to play with and to be able to use in a very productive manner. You have Jerry Judy still on your team, so you still have that speed and burst on the opposite side. And then you say to yourself, okay, we're, that's, that's a good situation because if teams are already dropping out and teams don't want him, then, you know, the asking price is just going to go down and down and down. And it's way more productive to send Cortland Sutton to the Arizona Cardinals and get Hopkins in return than to send Jerry Judy to whoever wants him. Assuming that's still happening because things are laying kind of dormant right now as the draft gets kind of closer. But even if you get a couple first-round picks, a second-round pick, a first-round pick, wouldn't you rather have Hopkins and Jerry Judy at the same time? Because, yeah, you could take a flyer in the draft and assume, you know, I know this guy's going to be productive. I know this guy's going to be the difference maker for a team, and this guy's going to get us the Super Bowl. But until he straps on a uniform and plays on your football field for a full season, you have no clue what he's going to do and if he's going to be productive and if he's going to you know, start winning you football games. Hopkins, we already know what he's able to do. We saw him as, as a Texan. We saw he was able to do with Sean Watson, and we saw that combination, which – kind of similar in Denver Russell is a mobile quarterback a running quarterback so he can make plays with his legs and you add you know you know um, Hopkins in there and then things can really start boosting and going your way um, because I would think that a lot of teams would be very interested in signing a guy like Hopkins um, because his talent is just not matched by pretty much anyone else in the NFL right now as far as his ability to just dominate and I think he's just a very good asset to have. Um, and to have on your football team because you could use him until he retires. I mean, ideally, as long as you don't have to pay him a ton of money. But over time, because he's nearing the end of his career. It's not probably that soon, but he's getting on the tail end of the things. No team really wants him, and when no team really wants him, that's kind of when you get your hat in the ring a little bit and say to yourself, okay, we can get something here. I also think the Tennessee Titans should look at him. I think the Ravens should be looking at him because the Ravens aren't going to be able to sign – uh, Lamar Jackson, without getting some wide receivers, they just signed Iglauer from the Patriots, so that's fine and good. But at the same time, you know you're going to be having a little bit of trouble um, if you're uh, with signing Lamar Jackson in the long run, if you're not prioritizing anything that's necessary, which is getting him an offense, and in particular, getting him some new wide receivers that can make a difference. And Hopkins is definitely that guy that can do it. And then if you're the Titans, I mean, you you need wide receivers and you need a lot of them because, you know, they lost Robert Woods. Uh, He's gone now. And now there's a bunch of wide receivers that are kind of like wide receiver twos. There's no big name wide receiver in there that, you know, can help things to kind of move along. So I think he could also be an option uh, down the stretch. So I think, you know, I think there's teams that definitely need to be in that race. Um especially teams that just need to give up on obj because I think that's probably where some teams' minds are at is kind of in that situation and kind of there, but at the same time, I think the Broncos are in beautiful situation to trade for him because he has what those other teams don't have, which is another wide receiver that would make the Cardinals just as like not just as good but you know fill the gap well enough um that you know the the Ravens don't have that that they're willing to trade the Titans certainly don't have that. The Jets wouldn't be willing to do that. Seattle is not going to jump in there. Arizona just clearly doesn't want him. The Patriots just signed a lot of guys. So I think it makes a lot of sense, and I would like to see something like that happen. Maybe you even do it during the draft when they kind of see what they want to do a little more clearly, they have all their meetings, they have all that stuff, and you maybe see a trade like we saw with the Titans and the Eagles where the Titans sent A.J. Brown, um, and then the Eagles gave them a a very early first-round pick, so they picked up Traylon Burks with that pick, and then that's actually – Traylon Burks is the guy down there in Tennessee, so maybe they can also add a guy next to him. So I think, personally, uh, if you want Russ Wilson to have a good season and you want him to kind of keep growing and learning, now obviously Sean Payton's going to change a lot for him. When uh, coaching, uh, coaching uh, a guy that's been coaching for all knows what he's doing is also going to t- turn things around a little bit for him. But at the same time, I think that you know getting a guy like Hopkins in a Tennessee or even um, Broncos uniform would be really good for him because I don't think they would have much of a chance with OBJ just having to sign all that money when they already paid Russell Wilson ridiculous some money. So I think that's pretty much that they should be in that race. I haven't really seen who's in that race. I saw the Patriots been dropping out, teams been dropping out because they've been signing guys. Otherwise, but I would not, I would be, I would think that'd be a good option for them uh, to have on their roster, and hope they kind of take that seriously and kind of look into it.
0: Let's bounce over to the NBA. I know you've been breaking down the teams. So Oklahoma City, former Seattle SuperSonics, Supersonics. indeed. Yeah, Yeah, indeed. What's going on with those jokers? Are they making it in?
1: Well, they're sitting you know, right in the bottom of the plan tournament right now, trying to get their foot in the door, battling it out with the Lakers, the Pelicans, the very distant trailblazers who are still semi in that conversation. Um, and then also the jazz, uh, the thunder are sitting at, you know, if the Pelicans or the Lakers lose, they are in if they win. So they're all just kind of battling it out. Yeah. Um, the Jazz are also battling it out, but the Trail Blazers need to basically win the rest of their games. The Trail Blazers do not have an easy remaining schedule. However, they are playing some, you know, very hard teams to beat. And if they can't beat the easy teams, I really don't see much of a chance for them to beat the harder teams. Um, I'm looking up the remaining schedule here to give you the exact. But. Um, But I think, you know, if you really look at who who they've played so far and who they've lost to, <laughs> it's been a rough road for them. They lost the last, I think, six games straight before beating the Utah Jazz. But then tonight they play Chicago. Then they play o- Oklahoma, which is going to be kind of a, a good game for them, an important game. Then they play the Pelicans, which is also an important game, but probably lost for them. And then they play Sacramento back-to-back, Minnesota, Memphis, they probably went against the Spurs, considering the Spurs aren't great this year. Then they play the Clippers and they play Golden State. So they basically have the gauntlet coming up. They do not have any breaks. They don't have um, an easy remaining schedule. And I think they are as good as done as far as the playing tournament for this season. They got work to do uh, to figure out what they want to do for the end for uh, for next season and um, how they're going to play. But the but the other teams that are in there right now, I think the Lakers make it in. I think they are able to squeak in and, and dominate and play at a level that's good enough to beat them. We saw the last couple games, he just broke them down recently. I think they've got the, the tools that are necessary to hold their own uh, and, and to play. And we'll see that tonight because they play the thunder, the The thunder plays the Lakers. Okay. So that's going to be a game. And then obviously the trailblazers play the thunder, but then they play the Hornets, the Pistons. Both of those are more than likely a win. Um, the Pacers should be a win, but that should be a little bit of a tight one. Then they play the Suns, and if the Suns come out to play and Kevin Durant's there, that's a loss. However, there is a world where they're able to win. Uh, It's just going to depend on how well Devin Booker and Chris Paul play. Uh, And then they play the Warriors, which is most definitely – not out of the question that they win that game. Then they play the Jazz, and then they play the Grizzlies. So I think they've got a schedule that definitely falls in their favor as far as winning a few more games and closing it out. The problem is, is it going to be Oklahoma City, or is it going to be the Pelicans? And I watched a little bit of the uh, OKC ball to kind of see what I thought uh, as far as their ability as a whole team as a whole. And the more I watched, the more questions I have about, you know, are they going to be— good enough to beat the really good teams that are that are out there in the nba they're not obviously playing them except memphis and the lakers and uh the pacers and maybe golden state but um but i think some of the things that i was watching that they need to clean up is they are extremely physical and are like ants as far as when you touch the little Ant mound—they swarm on you. It's kind of similar to their paint presence. They are just there. When as soon as a guy drives in, there's three bodies all around him, and they will forcibly try to take the ball from you. They will kind of knock into you. They're a very a physical team. The problem is that turns into a lot of foul shots for the team that they are playing against. And even if they make a good defensive play, usually you know there's a, usually a foul that comes into it, and usually wipes out that defensive play. They do that a ton, and that also leads into some just on the floor fouls, as far as uh, charging blo- uh, blocks um, or just moving or problems with uh, going over the screen, um, knocking over the guy screening and stuff like that. So that's some stuff that they've got to clean up. Yeah, there's a there's a fine line between being too physical and not physical enough, and in the NBA you got to toe that line. Uh, and each team's going to be a little different. Now I'd rather see them be really physical than be soft and and lose games that way. But you also have to be careful when you're playing teams like OKC or like um, the Clippers who they played the last few games where they struggled against them and they got in these really long dry spells. And I watched the last couple games and it was not infrequent that they got on these large 9-0 runs or the, the Clippers went on nine zero runs against them for like three minutes, four minutes. And they just kind of struggled to get into it. Shy is really good. He is the best player on this OKC team by far. He kind of keeps them... Um, Irrelevance in inside the playoff situation. Everyone else has shown signs of being really good in the last few games, and I'll keep watching them to um, to keep talking about it. But they show signs that they can be really good. But the problem is they just start getting so physical, and then the the team goes on a large run. They try to climb back into it. Shots are just missing. Wide open shots are missing. They just start falling apart, and then they kind of collect things a little bit, try to get things back on track. Shy kind of leading the way there, and they start to climb back into it and they fall down a little bit. But that's just the ebbs and flows of basketball, right? But I think this team is really young, this team is not an experienced team by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, so they're going to have time to mature. They're going to have time to learn what they need to do. And I think that's some of the physicality, some of the immaturity that manifests, manifests itself within that. Um, so I think personally, I think the Lakers are in just because LeBron James, Austin Reeves, Russell, D'Angelo Russell, the guys we've been talking about, they've been playing at a really high level. If they can beat OKC, that kind of solidifies that in my mind. The Pelicans, will keep watching, and we'll talk about those more as things tick along, and then we'll... Officially, kind of iron things out for you guys, but I think the Trailblazer is good as gone. Maybe they'll win a few games, surprise everybody. Okay, good enough to do that. I would say OKC would also be in that list of teams that are good as gone because this Pelicans team with CJ McCollum with Zion when he's healthy, unfortunately, hasn't been that healthy, hasn't been able to play. But Judas, these guys that they have on this Pelicans team, they're rookies. Well, I guess they're second year guys, so they've got two different people. uh, two different teams they can play. They can play small ball or they can just bring all their tall guys in there and they can suffocate any team that they play against. I've always held the belief that they are a really good team. They're always a playoff team every year. Uh, I'll watch their footage, obviously, over the next couple of days. But I would say OKC and the Blazers just on a lack of – um, like just on, a, on the last few games and a lack of everyone playing at a cohesive level, I think the issues with the – Okay, see, as far as the guys not playing together, is the exact same problem that the Trailblazers have. They got Thiable, they got Damon, they got Anthony. When they're all on the court together, they make a pretty good punch. But at the same time... Everyone else is just, they're just kind of inexperienced and they're trying to learn everything. They're trying to get everything clicking together. The problem is you should not be clicking now. You should have already been clicking for a while and get on a hot streak to get into the playoffs. If I see signs of things that are not cohesive, if you see signs of things that are struggling, you kind of say to yourself, this is kind of the situation where you you would start pointing to those teams to not be. And the other two teams that are teams that are in right now, yeah, OKC is close. But at the same time, this Lakers team, when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, doesn't matter how long they're on the court. They are leadership, and they know what to do. They know how to coach. With the Pelicans, they've got leaders. They've got guys that know what they're doing. They've got good position players. Does that mean they'll make it all the way to the finals? Probably not. But I would have to imagine those would be the teams that stick in. But we'll look at the Jazz on Monday. But right now, I'd kind of say, okay, see, so I you know Trailblazers are on the outside looking in.
0: All right. Any games you're looking forward to specifically this weekend?
1: Um, One game that I'm looking forward to, obviously, for playoff implications is, you know, the um, the Bulls versus the Trailblazers, just because I'm a, a big fan of them. But I think the OKC Lakers game, which is the 1030 game tonight, Eastern time, that game's going to mean a lot to playoff implications. So I'm excited about that game. Um, and then also I'm excited about because I'm a Celtics fan, but I'm excited about the Pacers playing the Celtics tonight as well. Very
0: good. Let's go do it. All right, man. Have a good weekend. Yeah, you too. Listeners, we appreciate you. Thanks for riding along. We'll see you on Monday. See you. God bless.